haere mai ki tēnei hōtaka. New criminal offence targeting ram raiding, carrying a maximum 10-year sentence. Our panel's top take on that. Also, research into how electricity retailers treat their customers found consumers remained vulnerable to the whims of power providers. And it often came down to knowing the magic words. What are they? Also today, political donations. Our guest today says we are experiencing never-seen-before levels of cash being pumped into political parties. And a simple slip or a skid can really affect your mobility weeks on. Have you been hurt by slipping on a tyre? Let me know. Text me 2101. And a listener got in touch with a term that I'd never heard of, weaponized incompetence. That is when you do a mundane task so badly that you don't have to do it again. Putting on the fitted sheets badly, stacking the dishwasher badly, cleaning the fridge badly. Does your partner or flatmate weaponize incompetence? Text me, 2101, email the panel at rnz. Dot co dot nz. With me this afternoon, Sue Bradford, community activist and former Green MP. Sue, kia ora, good to have you on the panel. Oh, kia ora, Wallace, kia ora, Koto. And Connor English, director of Silver Eye, a government relations firm, lobbying firm and president of NZ Esports. Connor, kia ora, welcome to the programme. G'day to you, Wallace. Nice to be here. Nice to have you both on. And uh, to this first, tomorrow's the day, the kick-off of one of the biggest sporting events in the world. FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. The organisers believe a record 2 billion people could tune in to watch the tournament this year. And it's the biggest to date, with 32 nations battling it out, up from 24 teams in 2019. At 7pm tomorrow, the opening ceremony will start Eden Park, and the first match will get underway. New Zealand and Norway. With us is former football third and World Cup Ambassador Maya Jackman. Kia ora, Maya. It is great to have you here on the program. Kia ora. Very great to be here. Thank you for having me. And how pumped are you for it all to be kicking off tomorrow? Oh, I am so pumped. I was literally just down at Eden Park. It's looking amazing. I saw the football fans down there just doing their walkout, and oh, the goosebumps I was feeling was unbelievable. <laughs> And we have lots of teams hosted across the country, don't we? Don't we? What, what, what are the close matches to watch out for, Maya, in the group stages? Oh, look, um, look, they're all going to be such good matches. Um, you know, this is another four years on from 2019, and the, the level of um, competition has just risen even higher. So those teams that were sort of like minnows back then are, you know, even stronger today. So you really can't. Um, I can't say there's going to be any easy matches, but you have to be looking at the USA playing Netherlands. That's going to be a, a top game to watch. It's the 2019 final, so that will be their group stage down in Wellington. Um, Norway versus uh, New Zealand, that's just going to be epic with uh, that being the opening at 7pm tomorrow. And Norway is such a, a giant in, in European football, so right. it's going to be an exciting game. Yeah, uh, there's, so, there's so many, so many games to be watching. Go see them all. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually pretty. The schedule is pretty packed, isn't it? It is very packed. I'm not sure you can actually go and see them all, but um, sorry, some stuff going on in the background. Um, 
Maya, yeah. stay with us. We've got a panel with us. Let them jump in. Let's see. Hey, Sue Bradford, are you uh, putting your eyes on this uh, on this uh, big event yourself? Just a wee bit. It's, yeah. it's really exciting to see this big cup coming here. With oh, I love it that it's all the women's sports are for once totally in the limelight and um, good on them. And it is very exciting actually. I I hope that our team does well and, and yeah. all the best to all of them. Yeah. And how yeah. how are we looking, Maya? We are looking ready and primed. Um, uh, we haven't had the best run in, but we had a good win mm. against Vietnam, um, which will put a really good set of confidence into those into those girls' suits for tomorrow, but, um, you know, it's a it's a World Cup. People bring their real big A game to World yeah. Cups, and we've got a home crowd, and that'll be really, really important. So I do believe it's a sellout. So uh, we're looking good. Um, I think the, the, the game to watch for, for the Ferns is the Philippines. Uh, they're, they're ranked quite a little bit below us, but again, not an easy beat. And so that'll be a game that we will look to win, and then you'll look at um, holding Norway, I hope, to if that could be a draw and we beat Philippines, then we could be through. If we lose to Norway, beat Philippines, then Switzerland will be our game that we really, really need to bring the game to. Uh, OK, so it's going to be quite an exciting game, uh, Norway versus New Zealand, 7pm tomorrow night. Connor, will you be following this? Uh, a little bit, actually, yeah. going to a game here in Wellington cool. on Sunday. Uh, the Swedish are playing, and I thought they were playing New Zealand, but maybe they're playing someone else, but um, some friends offered us some tickets, so we thought we'd go along and have a look. Nice. It should be great. The, the other thing that I, was of note for me, and uh, it's actually been pointed out to me, is just how important this you're playing at home is for people. Right back, CJ Bott, you know, who plays for Leicester City in the England Women's Super League, because these players play all over the world, don't they? She, she, uh, CJ Bott was saying, look, I could win the Champions League final, and it still wouldn't compare for me to playing at home in front of a sold out crowd. So this is this is really great for uh, to be playing in Aotearoa, huh? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, CJ's nailed it on the head. There, there is no time that this will probably ever happen again for a New Zealand player in football. So, you know, I always compare it to Haley's Comet. It might come around every <laughs> 80 or so years. Um, but to, you know, like when you're at home and when you've got that backing, and we've never really had it. The biggest crowd we've had is the USA game in February, and that was 12,000 people. So the girls have never experienced having, you know, 30-plus thousand people backing them. And so to do that in front of your family, your friends, all the people that have sacrificed a heck of a lot for you to be where you are, and to do it on home soil with a backing of 30,000 people screaming for you, you cannot compare it. There is no other time that you can compare that. Yes, you can be in a, a final in in England mm. with your club team but you cannot compare what it's like with your national team with, with, with your sisters. True words there, huh, Sue Bradford? Alright, and all the best to that team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also my uh, we can expect to see Poi back in action like the Rugby World Cup last year. Poi uh, Tukua is a national movement to use Poi to support our female athletes. Excited to see this back, Maya. Oh yeah, that that's great. You know the what it, what they brought to the Rugby World Cup for the women that that was cool. And a lot of a lot of the um, the crowd was Kiwi, but this time you're going to have what thirty thousand Americans coming into this country to to 
you know, sort of experience that culture and the poise and take them home with them. And for us to be able to showcase that and, you know, the poi is such a um, historical icon, iconic thing for for Kiwis and 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 for women. You know, it's it's such a um, it's such a great thing to to be bringing in. And I I do believe I think the the uh, the, the rugby girls are handing those over to the football fans. I'm not sure when, but just as a you know passing on the the poi baton to say yeah. It's exciting. It really is, and uh, it is so good to have you on the program, Maya Kiora, for that, and uh, look forward to hearing uh, you across uh, programs uh, in the World Cup. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, and have a great time. Right, that's Maya Jackman there, former football fan and World Cup ambassador, and I just have to play a snippet of Poi Tukuawata to finish, written by young Mikaela Purcell Manini for the World Cup. Here it is. What a strong song that is. That mm. could even be the anthem, I reckon. It's great. What a, it? Yeah, mm. what a tune, hey, Connor. Yeah, that's mm. uh, uh, Poi Tukua Wyatt uh, there. A bit of response regarding weaponized incompetence. Uh, someone's, <laughs> someone says, we used to call it learned... We used to call it learned helplessness. Many a husband is an expert at it. So we talk about that later on in the program. It's five to four. It is time for... I've been thinking, Sue Bradford, IBT, what's on your mind? I've been thinking that it was quite a surprise to hear Walkworth being described as being on the North Shore of Auckland on Radio New Zealand last night on a number of news items. I didn't realise that the North Shore had suddenly extended that far north. I live, I live in a rural area near Wellsford, so over the last 24 hours I've shared the dismay of many people up our way in finding out that our grand new motorway um, through from Pilhui to Walkworth is already threatened by an ongoing landslide. And at a time when the impacts of the climate crisis are accelerating by the day, it seems crazy that in the face of the constant slips and flooding, the government is not taking public transport between Auckland and the north seriously. And that means future-proofing the system with rail rather than thinking that we're always going to be able to go up and down by car or by bus. If our country is ever going to deal meaningfully with what's going to happen with the climate here, we need a rail system that's fit for both freight and passengers going between Auckland and the north as well as other parts of the country, of course. But this, we've turned a blind eye to it for, for far too long and there's just no sign or skerrick from the government that they've got any interest in, in dealing with rail properly. Uh, hang on, are you talking about a passenger rail to Northland? Yeah, if- well, we used to have it all the way through to Kaiho, well north of Whangarei. Did you? Oh, well, when I was a kid, there was still a rail car going all the way through to Okaiho. That, every, the passage is still there. We don't have to build new motorways. Who recalls that, Takayo? 2101, getting a train, Auckland to Northland. That's something, isn't it? Yeah, well, we should be doing it now or as soon as, um, as, soon as possible. It should be a top priority. It would be a big job, um, but it could be done, yeah. and the rail lines are still there. The, the passage through the countryside and the tracks are still there. Um, I'm not sure how far they go, yeah. but at least up to Whangarei, um, but really, no, further north as well. 
Yeah. I'd like to hear our mm. um, uh, the panel family. Uh, what do you think about that? Sue Bradford says bring back passenger rail to Northland. If you've done that, text me at 2101. There might be some memories coming through. Very good, Sue Bradford. Thank you very much. Um, Connor English, I've been thinking. Uh, well, well, it's, um, it's interesting when you started off the program with the FIFA uh, tournament. Yeah. Um, and I've been thinking about a tournament I was at last week uh, in Riyadh in, in Saudi Arabia uh, for esports uh, and, and gaming. And we had uh, what's called an IESF uh, Asian Championship event where we had 41 countries uh, out of 140 countries that are part of that group uh, competing. Uh, and we also had what's called Gamers 8, which is a festival over 60 days that they have in Riyadh. Um, they have two and a half million people through there uh, and they're competing for 70 million New Zealand dollars in prize money if you're any good at uh, any wow. good at the esports. Um, so it's quite. Uh, I found it um, pretty pretty fascinating. And if you look at the sort of global um, landscape, if you like, we've got um, the sort of competition to be the United Nations or the FIFA of esports. So we've got the IESF guys, we've got the people called GEF, uh, and then we've got the Olympic Committee and was involved in a few meetings and I just found the politics of it all pretty fascinating and I imagine that where we're at in esports is where FIFA was probably about uh, 50 or 100, 100 years ago. So I've been thinking it's a pretty interesting time to be involved in um, esports and, and gaming and when you look yes. at um, you know consumers uh, are spending $185 billion on uh, video games uh, this year, that's five times what they spend in cinema. Um, you know, the only way is up, and New Zealand's done a great job, I think, in the last budget, supporting or levelling the playing field with Australia. That was Australia. controversial. That was controversial, wasn't it? A lot of people actually took a bit of a crack at that. What yeah, do you well, think so, about that? Well, well look, Oops. I'm a bit conflicted, to be honest, because I was the lobbyist for it. But um, I saw where I was the lobbyist for it, but um, uh, I thought it was a brilliant idea. Uh, <laughs> okay, but, very good. Connor, yeah. thank you for that. Okay. Uh, yes, a lot of response regarding uh, passenger rail to Norton. Thank you for that, Sue. Sue Bradford, Connor English on today's show. Stay with us.